The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday evening, March 28th, currently 6.03 on the East Coast and joining me as usual to break down some NBA news from around the league and get into the Tuesday night games. My main man on the East Coast, Zach Broner. Zach, how you feeling this uh, to, uh, Monday afternoon, my man? I'm feeling good, bro. I see you got you got you have a Vegas, uh, an unnamed Vegas shirt on. So <laughs> we're in the we're in the zone to get recording today. Um, and yeah, it's been uh, a long season to get to this point, but we're finally like now. I don't feel weird for discussing uh, playoff seating scenarios and who's going to match up with who. And just about a couple weeks left. Uh, some key injuries that we gotta uh, get to, but it's a uh, season's in absolute um, regular seasons in closing mode, and we're headed towards. The NBA playoffs are, to me, probably my favorite single thing in sports. I don't, I don't know about you. I know you cover more sports than I do, but the NBA playoffs is just so – it's just so high level, the quality of basketball that we get to see from these teams. And it's one of those things that's like you really sit back and appreciate just got these guys, how gifted they are, and the coaching at the peak of their powers. So I just can't wait to get into it. Yeah, it's been um... – NBA playoffs is definitely a lot of fun, man. It, it really is. We get, I mean, high-level basketball from the best NBA players in the world. Yeah. And and to sit here at, what, about uh, seven games left each for most teams, and we're still trying to figure out seedings. And in the East, we're still trying to figure out who's going to get that number one seed. I mean, Boston out of nowhere since the turn of the, the, the calendar year. Um, they are now tied for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I don't think a lot of people saw that one coming, but they've been playing high-level basketball. Some injury news from Boston. We'll touch on that as well. But uh, so planning for today's show, you know, we got some injury news about some guys coming back, some guys being uh, out of the lineup for certain teams. We'll discuss that, and then we'll briefly, briefly touch on the Eastern Conference uh, standings and also the Western Conference standings as well as dive into the five-game schedule on Tuesday night. But, Zach, today um, we heard the news from the Boston Celtics team that Robert Williams, their starting center, is absolutely having a fantastic season for them. Is going to be sidelined indefinitely with a meniscus tear. Um Initial reaction when you heard this news about Robert Williams, man, I know they were a little thin in that front court, but he was having an absolutely fantastic season for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, he's been, he's obviously had a, a great year in terms of, you know, coming up in the conversation for most improved player for defensive player of the year. And his emergence has kind of coincided with the emergence of this team overall um, and how much they've turned things around 24 and four in the last 28 games. 
off the cuff, I mean, look, it's it's not. I think to me, I would put him somewhere in that like hierarchy of fourth behind Jalen, Jalen, uh, and Jason, and then uh, Marcus Smart in terms of like who could you not afford to lose for this team to still have their their goals in sight. Sure. Um, I think it's going to be. It's gonna it's gonna be a test. Grant Williams, a guy who earlier in the year we were saying, you know, we were loving how he's playing. He's kind of slowed down a bit, but still been, you know, pretty good, solid, and is you know, twenty four minute a game guy, still making his threes. Can he play some center? And it's all gonna come down to the matchups. Uh, like, do do you need a guy like a Rob Williams against maybe like a Brooklyn or something like that? Probably not as much as you do if you're facing a Philly with with a Joel or 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 a, or a Giannis. Uh, from Milwaukee or even Bam Adebayo. So it's going to be interesting to see how these matchups work out. Kind of going back to what you said with the Eastern Conference seating, there there is so many dynamics at play with, do you even want that one seed right now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and it, it seems like teams are kind of trying to shuffle to avoid Brooklyn. Now Brooklyn's in that nine hole. Um, and it looks like potentially the, be- like the best team I would want to face right now is Chicago. And to like, be in that four or five is pretty appealing. So... Boston, obviously, it sucks to have this injury come on the heels of probably the peak of their momentum this season. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not going to zag too far and say that it, that it takes them out of the running in the East or anything. I mean, it's going to be tough to make up for his loss. Um, but not not a season ender, but obviously a devastating injury for the player um, who was having the best season of his career. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that... Um... Robert Williams is maybe, I guess, a quote-unquote injury that they can afford, uh, for lack of better words. I mean, they still have veteran in Al Horford. They still they reacquired Daniel Tice at the trade deadline in the trade with the Rockets. Yeah, that and, looks big now. Yeah, so that looks, you know, that that gives them some added depth that they needed. Um, but I think Boston's going to be okay. I know they have uh, a game tonight against the Toronto Raptors, but both uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not going to be playing that game. More important game for the Toronto Raptors as they're kind of trying to stay out of that play in tournament. But, you know, right now we've kind of take a look and I think we can just stay here in the East, the conference, uh, Eastern conference standings right now, one through four right now, Zach is separated by half a game right now, Boston and Miami tied for number one in the Eastern conference, followed by Milwaukee and the Philadelphia 76ers who are a half a game behind. And then we take a look at five, six and seven, all are only separated by two games. So um, I know it's kind of hard to tell, but how do you kind of think this is going to shake out in the Eastern Conference? Um, let me kind of take a look at the remaining strength of schedule. Right now, Boston has the third hardest schedule remaining in the NBA. Um, Chicago's at four, Milwaukee's at six. Right now, Brooklyn, with seven games left, has the easiest schedule. And uh, the third easiest schedule belongs to the Philadelphia 76ers. But Hmm. Gun to your head right now. Who do you think ends up with that number one seed? I'll say, I I, I don't know. Like the thing that's hard to say is that I don't think there's a motivation to to get the number one seed. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, it's hard to read. It's hard to read into what these teams are thinking. This whole dynamic. Like, I think if I had to, if I if I had to say, what would my priority be? Especially because you probably know you're getting a tough matchup in the second round, anyways, with kind of the parity we have in the East. I probably still would have Brooklyn as the most dangerous team in my mind, but. I, I, I would want to be angling to play Chicago in the first round or, or Cleveland. So yeah. like it, I, I mean, the Hornets do have a tougher schedule th- than Brooklyn down the stretch. They got that huge win last night in Brooklyn to kind of keep this thing interesting for longer. Um, so, but the question is with the way that the, the plan can shake out uh, with, you know, the seven seed potentially being that eight seed after the results of the play in tournament or something. So, I mean, yes, Boston is playing the best. Um, 
So if all motivation was equal, I would still kind of favor them to get that number one seed. But um, Milwaukee has been playing well also. And, you know, they're they're probably, along with Brooklyn, the two teams I would have as, as my most championship equity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to, it's going to be, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to play Toronto in the first round. They're kind of sitting there at six. Uh, I would much rather play Chicago or Cleveland than Toronto mm-hmm. probably wouldn't want to face, uh, you know, an Atlanta team in the eight seed. If you could have the opportunity to play Cleveland, like it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. And, you know, that's not a great answer for me, but it's tough with the motivation not being clear. Yeah, I think like it's all going to just come down to matchups in this first round. And I think yeah, no matter who ends up as a number one seed, I don't think it's really going to matter. I don't think, you know, we're we're not going to be too shocked if whoever ends up as a number, let's say Brooklyn ends up as the eighth seed and they have to play, I don't, let's say for right now, they have to end up playing Boston and Brooklyn finds a way to beat Boston. I don't think we're going to be too surprised about that just because Brooklyn has full-time Kyrie yeah, Irving. Brooklyn will probably be favored in that series. Yeah, and, and Kevin <laughs> yeah. Durant, right? So, and I think it's just going to come down to matchups. And, uh, you know, especially when we get to that second round, Zach, it's going to be some intriguing matchups. We might see a Brooklyn versus Philly, a Miami versus Milwaukee in the second round. I mean, it's just going to be so intriguing in this Eastern Conference. But um, anything else you kind of want to touch on in this Eastern Conference before we move on to the Western Conference? Uh, no, I mean, I think uh, in terms of injury updates, I think the I've been kind of shitting on the Bulls a little bit too much to start the show, but <laughs> the Alonzo Ball looks like he probably won't be returning this year. I mean, they haven't ruled him out for the season, but yeah. he took another 10-day pause without physical activity. They're just four and six in their last 10 games. They, they kind of seem to be slowing down a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. That'd be a team that I want to play. And then Cleveland, yeah, the Jared Allen injury. We don't know when he's coming back. And then Dean Wade today was ruled out for the season. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of a solid rotation piece for them. You know, like they, he's not, the, not, not the end of the world to lose him, but another, another tough loss for them. Um, still waiting on, on Gordon Hayward and Charlotte. That could be kind of an interesting thorn to throw into this whole play in tournament. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the seating is going to be really interesting just because in my mind, the best team in the conference is lingering and they might not, they, they're in a position where they don't, no one's going to know where they're going to be seated. And, um, they might not even make the play the playoffs if like you know you anything can happen in one game. So, lot of lots of dynamics up in the air in the East and in the West. Uh, other than Phoenix, is kind of the same situation. Yeah. Do you do you think that Ben Simmons is going to be back for the playoffs? I know you know he's dealing with the herniated disc, but do you expect him to play this season? I I don't think I don't think I I don't expect him to play this season. Uh, just okay. based on the way things are headed right now doesn't seem to be any momentum towards getting him back. Uh, and yeah, th- at this point, it's just very far gone. Now I have to say, I, I really like the Gore and Dodgers, the Gore edition uh-huh. um, last night against Charlotte. They, they closed that game with the three, with three guards where they had Kyrie Seth, uh, Seth Curry and Dodgers, and then KD at the forward drumming at the five. I like that lineup a lot. Um, I think for Brooklyn, they, they need, with Ben Simmons out, I think they should just embrace offense um, and just try to get back to being that, like, okay, we have KD and Kyrie. We're going to be the best offense of all time. Yep. And, you know, we're going to scrap on defense, try to make things tough for you, and and just overwhelm you with offense. Like, I think there was a theory of this team with Ben Simmons back. Maybe you play Ben Simmons and Bruce Brown together. You have, like, two really athletic, intriguing defenders, and you kind of let KD and K- Kyrie carry you on offense. Mm-hmm. I think without Ben, the vision is more, let's go all in on offense get all these guards out here, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, you know, best shooting team in the NBA and just try to overwhelm you. Last night they went cold from three and Charlotte 
shot like 57% from three. Mm-hmm. I thought Brooklyn looked like the better team, but th- that can happen. And that's kind of the, that's what sucks about being in the play in is that that, that game from last night where Charlotte, you know, hits like whatever over half their threes, mm-hmm. that game could be the play in game. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I expect, you know, KD to press his foot on the gas in that situation, but mm-hmm. leaving up to a one game sample is hard, but Ben Simmons, I, I don't expect to be back. And, I mean, maybe if you get to the second round, you throw him out there with the second unit for spot minutes, and but uh, it seems tough to integrate a player that unique yeah. um, at this time, especially with all the dynamics around how much he would be kind of the star of the show and take away from the the main thing being the main thing. Yeah, as it stands right now, uh, the play-in tournament, if it started today, would be Cleveland versus Charlotte and then Brooklyn versus Atlanta. Um <laughs> for that uh, final seventh and eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. Zach, let's move over to the Western Conference, man. I think where things are more, I guess we can say solidified on, you know, who's going to be um, finishing up where. We we see the the Phoenix Suns have ran away with the Western Conference. They've locked up the number one seed here at a record of 61 and 14. They got Chris Paul back last week. Um, big get back for them. Uh, Memphis is playing out of this world right now, even especially without John Moran. They've had a lot of success without him. They're clearly in that number two seed um, with a record of 52 and 23. But more interesting news today, we you dropped it on the Slack channel today in the uh, SGPN Slack channel, was that Paul George is practicing in five-on-five uh, drills with the LA Clippers. And uh, right now, currently, the Clippers are in that eighth spot in that play-in tournament right now, if it started today, they would be playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. But seems like the Clippers are going to get Paul George back very soon, possibly. And there have been kind of a little bit of rumors out there on the Twitterverse that maybe even Kawhi may be back by the end of the season for the playoff push. But um, let's start with the Clippers here, man. What are you thinking? I think Paul George getting back, obviously a big, big get back for them. I'm not sure if they do get Kawhi back, but... Um, as far as futures and the championship odds for them, uh, what are you thinking for the Clippers? Yeah, I think with the Clippers, we see kind of a little bit like the inverse of the situation where, that we have in the East, where if it's the Clippers, and it looks does look, does look like Paul George will, will be coming back uh, either this week or next. Yeah. Um, so getting him back, I mean, that kind of brings them to the team that we thought they were going to be in the start of the season. They had that same formula from last year's playoffs with Paul George as the alpha dog in there. If he can play at a, at you know the level he's at, he he's been at in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the 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 I posted this in the Slack channel today. The, the tough situation is if you get your team back, but then you go up against Phoenix in the first round. That that seems a little bit like I would I would have a hard time seeing them getting over that hump. Mm-hmm. Um, even if, I mean, if Kawhi comes back at the peak of his powers, like he's weird enough that I could see that happening, I guess. <laughs> but, but the wild card situation is, you know, what if the Clippers win that, win that first playing game and they get that, they get that matchup with Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe I've been a little bit too low on Memphis, like in terms of not considering them to be a viable playoff contender. I don't know. Where do you kind of see with like, how would you stack up a Clippers with healthy Paul George against Memphis in their first time in the playoffs? Really? Yeah. I, mean, uh, Memphis- I know last year they got dogged by the jazz. Yeah, I mean, Memphis right now, I mean, they look unstoppable. I mean, they are running teams out of the gym right now, and that's without their best player, their all-star player in John Moran. And I think last season when they got that playoff uh, taste of, of having some experience, I think that's really big for them going into this year. Um, John Moran has been playing well. Triple J, a, a guy that should be in that conversation for defensive player of the year. Desmond Bain has been playing absolutely fantastic for them. They've gotten Dylan Brooks back. 
So they have an identity on both sides of the court right now, offensively and defensively do the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think Taylor Jenkins has done an absolutely phenomenal job with this team. Um, I'm not sure that the Clippers would, even with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back, I think that maybe Kawhi Leonard's minutes would be, I don't know if there would be a restriction on his minutes, but then also getting that rust off by not playing for what, almost over, close to over a year or maybe around, right around that year mark. Um, for him not to be on the court, I think that may be too much rust for them to, or for at least for Kawhi Leonard to shake off with the Clippers team. And, you know, Ty Lue's done a fantastic job with this Clippers team without not having your two best players on the floor. But right now, for me, the Memphis Grizzlies are just on a whole nother level right now. And I think they are, they definitely are the, one of the best teams in the NBA right now. And like I said, they don't have John Moran and they're still, you know, running teams out of the gym. So I'm high on them. I know Terrell has been saying that he won't be surprised or that he is banking on this Memphis Grizzlies team to be in the Western Conference Finals. And he wouldn't be surprised if they're in the NBA Finals. I'm not at that point of them being in the NBA Finals, but again, I'm right, right there with them right now. I made a 180 um, change on this team, I guess. I can say that I wouldn't be surprised if they are in the Western Conference Finals by, by the way they've been able to do this season. Yeah, and, and it's funny you brought out Terrell because he is very high in the Grizzlies. And yeah. I remember we that was my first time podcasting with him. We podcasted together a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like when you work with someone for the first time in this in this arena, like you and I, we've been talking so long. I feel like sometimes our minds like just you know converge on like how we see things. And then Terrell, it was so opposite, yeah. but it's so like it's so interesting because you get to see that there are other people out there in the in this community and fans across the world who just can look at a team and see a completely different thing than you. And that's what makes it so fun. And, yeah. you know, you never know, you know, you're, you're never sure to be right. That's betting every single game. And, you know, we go through that every single day for the Clippers. I mean, I, it sticks out in my mind. Like I keep remembering like, okay, Kawhi, the reporting was that the reason why he didn't sign only a one-year extension, even though that would have been more financially lucrative mm-hmm. was because he wanted to, have the option to come back this year without feeling like he was risking his future, find like a few, another deal. He right. signed that four year deal this summer. And that was kind of his way of opening the door. And he's like throughout his career, he's been so successful with the way he's kind of navigated things, right? Like forcing his way out of San Antonio, getting to Toronto, winning a championship, then going to LA, which is what he wanted all along. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to question his team and how he does things. Cause he's gotten everything he wanted out of his career. And, I thought he was the best player in the NBA last year. So if yeah. he does come back, I mean, we're talking sheer speculation. Um, I, I wouldn't know what to expect. That would be a complete wild card. It, let, let's say they have PG at like 85% and it, and and they do win that play. And what would you make the line on, on a Grizzlies-Clippers uh, series price? Oh, man, if they have both Paul George and Kawhi. No Leonard, Kawhi. No Kawhi? No Kawhi. Just a, a PG just at 80%. George? Uh, yeah, I think, I think Memphis will still be favored. Maybe like a minus 135, 140 range, I think for the Grizzlies. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I was going to say maybe closer to minus 200 for the okay. Grizzlies. I mean, it's interesting. Like I, I, in my mind, I, ha- it's like, you want to kind of think the Grizzlies are like a, a young team that just like cared a lot about the regular season so that they're doing this. I don't think that's enough to explain how good they've been. And that's maybe a blind spot for me is I'm like, okay, they're just this young team that's really deep and they play with more effort than other teams. So that we, like, they, no, they're going out and thrashing everybody. Like the Nets went into Memphis trying to win that game and they couldn't without Ja. Without ja. And at a certain point, like 52 and 23 speaks for itself. They're going to be the two seed. So, you know, we probably 
speculating a little bit too much about the health of the, of the Clippers, but it's going to be good to see Paul George get back and they have a yeah. playoff formula that worked last year. I think the rest of the plan, I mean, I'd, I hate to talk about the Lakers even more than we already have, especially considering how dumb I, I'm looking on them right now, <laughs> but I'm not giving up my real estate on Lakers Island just yet. Although they're sneaky, only a game safe of falling out of the plane entirely. Yeah, and more news out of the Lakers camp and, and their organization now that AD, I believe, uh, did practice today for the uh, Los Angeles Clip. Oh, sorry, Clippers, Los Angeles Lakers. Um, see, both him and LeBron are doubtful for tomorrow. I think Frank Vogel already said that LeBron is not going to play on Tuesday night against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Anthony Davis was upgraded and doubtful. So maybe later on in the week, both of those guys are going to be back and they are going to be in the playoffs. Um, but last night when the Lakers did have a game after the game, LeBron did say, and he was asked about the status of his ankle and he just said, it's horrible right now. And yeah, people are saying that maybe those, the excuses are already starting for the Lakers, but look, they've been dog shit. You know, I mean, there's no better way of putting it for them. I mean, the, the, the mean that for them to be at 31 and 44, they're going to end up with a below 500 record. They are only a game safe. Like you mentioned, in that 10 spot where the San Antonio Spurs are only one game out to get into that playing tournament. If they get those, both those guys back, if they, if they're at 70 or 75%, they're going to have to end up playing Phoenix again. And it's probably going to be the same story as it was last year. I think this Phoenix team, despite them adding a, a, a piece or two from last year's roster, I think they're even better than they were last year. Um, and I still think the Lakers were, or the Phoenix Suns are going to run the Lakers out of the gym. But you've you've been more higher on the Lakers. Uh, let's just assume that AD and LeBron are going to be in that playing tournament. What's what do you think is going to happen with the Lakers? Well, first off, pop open that Lakers schedule just uh, the okay. rest of the year. If, if you if you if you want to be even more scared as a Lakers fan. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm currently seeing that they have the second hardest schedule remaining here. Yeah. There's, um, they have one. They have one game that I would say they're going to be favored in the rest of the season. Yeah, let's see here. Let me quickly pull it up. So they have Dallas tomorrow night without um, LeBron and AD. Yeah, without LeBron and then and the Mavs you know, needing a win. Yeah, and then Utah in Utah on Thursday. Not sure if we're going to get LeBron there either. And then they have the uh, Pelicans, the Denver Nuggets, the Phoenix Suns on the road, Golden State Warriors on the road, and then they have uh, the Thunder at home, and they finish the season against the Denver Nuggets in Denver. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> maybe two wins there. I think OKC is a win, but maybe they're able to sneak out another win there. Pelicans, yeah. maybe, but Zach, it's yeah. looking tough. It's looking tough. The Spurs, the Spurs schedule is also a little difficult. I, I don't know where they rank on that 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 list you're saying. They uh, Let me see here. San Antonio has the 13th most difficult schedule. Okay, and that makes sense. I, I, I think I looked at it, and they have that one-game cushion um, but yeah, even, even projecting the Lakers in a potential series against the Suns, which like, look, I, I keep saying the the inevitability of LeBron James. It's like test. It's testing the fuck out of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been on this island, and you've been you've been right in the past. You 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 bust my ass last year in the playoffs with the, with the Suns Lakers series all season long. The Lakers regular season been going off the rails, and I'm I'm gonna find a way to 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 stick through it. They're you know <laughs> face some adversity right now, but. To me, um, yeah, the the they're they're on their their last legs right now. I mean, you have yeah. to hold off San Antonio, then you have to go into New Orleans and win. They lost there last night, a game they should have won, uh, and then you probably have to face a, a team that that would be conventionally thought to be better than them in, in the Clippers or or the Wolves. 
um, in that in the next game. So it's a super uphill uphill climb. If LeBron and AD can get healthy, I, I, I think that they could you know do all those things. But like we were saying with Brooklyn, like when you put yourself in the plane, you subject your now. They're lucky the plan exists because before the plan, a ten seed wouldn't be even stay in the playoffs. But when you put yourself in the plan, you 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 open yourself up to the the variance of that one game presents. Um, and you know, I think I would favor them over the Pelicans in a seven game series with a healthy AD and, uh, and LeBron. But one game sample in New Orleans, that building would be probably pretty fucking rowdy um, with with AD coming back and all those converging factors there. Brandon Ingram. Um, so it's an uphill battle for the Lakers right now. I think the clock is about to strike midnight for them. Um, but if AD and LeBron get back healthy, you know, you never know. Um, yeah. But uh, the, 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 the pathway would be very intimidating. Uh, Phoenix, and then we could kind of talk about this three, four, five, six, seven situation in the West, which is just as fluid as what we see in the East as well. Yeah, and if you kind of take a look at the standings in the Western Conference with three, four, five, uh, and six here, uh, Golden State and Minnesota. Yeah, you could throw in Minnesota into that that uh, at the seven in the seventh spot where they are right now. Golden State sitting at three with a two game lead over Dallas, who's in the fourth uh, fourth spot. Utah a game back in that fifth spot, and then the Denver Nuggets in that sixth spot, who are uh, four games back of the three seed, one game back of the five seed, and a one and a half game lead over the seventh um, seventh place team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So. Um, you know, currently looking at the remaining schedule here, Dallas has the fourth easiest schedule remaining, uh, followed by Minnesota. They have games left against the Rockets, the Wizards, and the Spurs. Dallas has games against the Pistons, the the Trailblazers, Lakers, Wizards, and uh, sorry, the Spurs, the Trailblazers, and the Pistons. So um, it looks like Dallas is kind of in control of of their seating right now. Um, I think they're pretty much locked into that fourth seed. I think Steph is supposed to be back possibly next week, Zach, for the Warriors, if I'm reading that correctly or what I read. Um, but I think that if they're able to win a couple games or kind of lock in that three seed, there might not be a reason to bring him back. But how do you kind of see this playing out between three to seven? Yeah, I think it's uh, – well, for – the Mavericks, I think, have a good shot to get that three seed, especially when you consider – the Warriors are what twelve point dogs in Memphis tonight without any of their key personnel, yeah. and then the Mavs get the Lakers at home tomorrow night without mm-hmm. their key personnel. So yeah. that could be a you know a full game swing just there uh, in the next two nights. You get that with one uh, within one game difference. Yeah. I think we have a similar situation here where where the motivation is like with no one set in stone. You don't know if you want to be moving up the standings or not. Um, yeah, you know, do you kind of want to be? Do you want to be six? I mean, I think. The, the question of who scares you the most right now is also tough. Like you have Golden State who, yes, they're reeling right now and they look like they're kind of limping into the playoffs. You get Steph back healthy. You know, they haven't played really any time with their big three that they still have that going for them. And they look like the second best team in the league for a long time this season. You have Dallas who has Luka and they're playing well since, since uh, these new acquisitions. And you have Utah who's the team that, while they have had playoff foibles in the past, they're probably the team that's been the most consistent over the last handful of years in terms of just being that that quality of team. Mm-hmm. You have Denver with Jokic, so it's like, who do you want to play? Uh, so I, I mean, if I'm Denver, like I'm, I'm comfortable staying at six, uh, but you're only a game behind Dallas. Do you are behind Utah? Do you try to fight to get in that four or five? It's very difficult. Um, so we'll see how this does shake out. Um, 
I don't know. Who, who do you think is the best team out of this group from, from Golden State to Minnesota? <sighs> Assuming that everything, everybody's healthy, I, I guess. Assume Steph comes back healthy, yeah. Yeah, I still got to say the Golden State Warriors, man. I mean, you know, when you still have the, the big three there with Draymond, Clay, and uh, Steph Curry, uh, they have that championship experience that they, they've played together for I don't know how many years. They've won multiple championships together. Uh, I still think that the Golden State Warriors are the, probably the most dangerous team from them. I would not be surprised if I saw Utah get bounced in the first round this year. Um, yeah, no, I yeah. wouldn't be. I mean, I, I think they would be underdogs to Golden State or Dallas, which is yeah, looking 100%. like their two most likely matchups. Yeah, and I think that may be, and I think that might be the final nail in the coffin for Donovan Mitchell being in Utah. So, um, hmm. yeah, I, I think we'll we'll get more of obviously a more clear picture as we kind of wind down this week. Um, I think next week is the final week of the NBA regular season. Um, anything else in the Western Conference, Zach, that you kind of want to mention or, or point out? Uh, nah, not really. I mean, we, we, on the flip side of things, we have, uh, I know this will interest you as a Houston person. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, the Rockets, the Pistons and the Magic are tied for, <laughs> uh, the tankathon with OKC only one game, uh, uh, one game behind them or, you know, in front of them in, in the win column. Um, what, what are you thinking with regards to that? What's the what's the vibe check in Houston right now? Jalen Green's been playing much better recently, um, and the opportunity to potentially bring in the number one pick tied with Detroit and Orlando for lottery odds right now. Yeah, I mean it, it was tough when you when we had to play Portland back to back nights. Obviously, we know what the, what the state of the Portland Trailblazers is right now. Uh, obviously, a different conversation if Damian Lillard and and CJ McCollum <laughs> was still there, and, and though I've been. Two, two losses that we could have chalked up um, in that L column, but they got both of the victories there. Uh, Jalen Green post all-star break. I mean, this guy just kind of flipped the switch yeah. and he's starting to look like the player that we want him to be. Obviously still a lot of development for him coming, but what we've seen post all-star break from Jalen Green, uh, the confidence level is just completely different with him. And I think that's what we kind of want to see for with him going forward. Um for him. And then again, you know, like you mentioned with three teams tied for that number one pick, or at least being in that, that top three uh, pick section, I think that we need to lose as many games as possible right now. <laughs> and, and right now we yeah. still have seven games left. We have two against the uh, Sacramento Kings. We have the center and Spurs tonight, but after that we have Toronto, Minnesota, the Brooklyn Nets, and then the Atlanta Hawks remaining on the schedule. And um, for some of these other teams, Orlando has the ninth toughest schedule remaining from that, bottom uh bottom tier teams uh detroit 11th most difficult schedule so it's gonna be interesting to see i mean at, at a point do you start sitting christian wood down do you start sitting eric gordon down to lose some of these games and I, I, that thought we talk about it on these pods and things like that but i know for sure that the thought of that is on the mind of the within the organization as much as tanking is frowned upon and it's not talked about and that, that, that thought the thought is in the back of their mind. And, you know, if you're able to go out in this draft and let's say you secure a top two pick between Jabari Smith or whether it's Chet or whether it's it's another player, um, um, whether it's Panchero, I don't know who is, who's going to be. But when you're able to pair a guy, one of those guys with a Jalen Green and, and, and kind of look towards the future, it's going to be exciting times for Rockets fans to kind of go through that rebuild. And again, let's not forget, if the Brooklyn Nets keep reeling right now, they have the 16th pick in the uh, NBA draft right now. So yeah. that loss yesterday, 
was huge for the draft pick or or where the standings kind of are for the for the Brooklyn Nets and that pick going over to Houston that James Harden deal. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at as a Rockets uh, organ or Rockets fans right now, and that's kind of what the local uh, fans and, and media and you know personnel that kind of cover the team are right now with this Rockets team. Yeah. I'm, last thing I'll say about you know the, the three worst teams in the league, but. Uh... <laughs> you know, it is fun. I mean, you have the Magic have been the Magic quietly are the second best defense in the NBA since the All Star break. They're yeah. kind of coming along. I, I enjoy watching that team. Cole Anthony is looking pretty nice. They they have Jalen Suggs shut down for the year, but yeah. Franz continues to play well. They're quietly four and six in their last ten games. So are the Rockets. Um, and it's like you you know, it's been fun to watch some of these young players develop. But like you said, it's like it's that counterbalancing thing where you want to mix development with the appropriate amount of losing so that you can keep getting young talent in the building. Um, the Blazers have been doing a good job recently, two and eight in their last 10, yeah. you know, quote, heavy, heavy quotes on the good job. <laughs> OKC also one and nine. We, we have an all time uh, roster check in uh, Portland OKC tonight. I don't know if you guys handicapped that game today oh, or even tried to. We spent too I think much time OKC's on that game. like a five point road favorite um, yeah. tonight. So, you know, and the Portland shut down, I think, like three guys for the rest of the season today. So we're, we're, we're full full swing of uh, both ends of the spectrum in the NBA. Yeah, Portland has the second second easiest schedule remaining in the NBA. Two against the Thunder, two against the Spurs, and two against the Pelicans. Um, but I, so I think they'll still find a way to lose those games, especially with the roster that they are trading out there um, of, with all the injuries that they are dealing with. Uh, Zach, let's put a bow on all that. Let's yeah. take a quick break, bud. We'll come back, and then we'll dive into the Tuesday night schedule here in the NBA. We're brought to you by WinBet. Looking for Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything from the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. And for our sports bettors, WinBet win hour from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, there's better prices on select games anyone who has the win bet app is alerted right on the hour that's 2 to 3 p.m on the west coast there's so much to choose from and all you have to do is download the win bet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started today offer subject to change terms and conditions apply at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough win bet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 looking for a sweet sgpn hoodie Every day, March Madness games are played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash slash merch madness to enter that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. All right. Coming off of the break, five games in the NBA on Tuesday night. A couple of, oh, there's one great game and the other ones are maybe a little bit of snoozers, but we're going to handicap each one like we do here on the NBA Gambling Podcast. So, Zach, let's just dive right into it. Uh, right now, the opening lines are courtesy of WinBet. Those guys do a fantastic job of, of putting out lines. Um, I know I mentioned this to you, Zach, but if you guys uh, do follow WinBet on Twitter, they go actually go into their trade room around, I think, around 4 p.m. Eastern time, and they actually uh, kind of walk through the process of how they post some of these lines. I mean, they spend about 30 to 45 seconds on each game, but it's really interesting to see how they kind of do it. Obviously they have their own data models and things like that, but it's definitely something fun to check out. So uh, kudos to WinBet, you know, opening some of these lines uh, for the next day, but 
First game on the board here, Zach, we have the Chicago Bulls headed to the nation's capital to take on the Wizards, where the Chicago Bulls have opened up as a two-and-a-half-point road favorite here, currently seeing a total of 224-and-a-half. The Chicago Bulls are in action tonight in New York as they take on the Knicks. Um, let me check the injury report for the Washington Wizards here. Uh, they are going to be without Kyle Kuzma, who's been out. Um, we already know about Bradley Beal, but that's the two significant injuries. Obviously, with the Bulls being on a back-to-back situation, let me check their back-to-back numbers here. Um, they are back-to-back nights. They are 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one against the spread, 10-5 and five to the over and back-to-back night. But, Zach, let's start with the side here. Minus 2.5 for the Chicago Bulls in the nation's capital. Yeah, been somewhat of a, a tough road trip for the Bulls so far. I think they're, you know, one and two here. Got a nice win in Cleveland the other night. Uh, they have, you know, Alex Caruso back in the lineup coming uh, back recently, plus, plus minus God. Uh, he was plus 18 <laughs> in that game, that win against Cleveland the other night. With Washington, been kind of a mixed bag. Um, they're, they're remarkably, I mean, I feel like they've kind of fallen off the face in terms of relevancy, but mm-hmm. they're quietly like a, 500 or above team at home. I think, uh, yeah, they're, they're 19 and 18 at home this year, uh, 10 games under 500 in the season. Um, but I kind of lean to them in this spot, uh, you know, catching two and a half, um, line does seem a little bit sketchily short. Maybe, uh, you know, I think the public is going to be all over the bulls in this one. Um, I do like Porzingis and in this matchup again, against, against, uh, Vooch, um, and yeah, well, let's uh, let it ride with with the Wizards here and uh, take them on the money line. Where where are you at with this game? Yeah, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna fall for the trap here at minus two and a half. Um, look, the, the Chicago Bulls right now are sitting in that fifth spot. They're only two games above the play in tournament kind of bracket there, and I think they're gonna need to get every win that they can here. And you know, Washington dealing with a lot of injuries. I know KP has been playing pretty well for the Washington Wizards, but. Um, you know, Terrell mentioned this, and we've been kind of talking about this all season long with the Chicago Bulls, is that they beat up on the, I guess, the lesser teams yep. in the NBA, and they just really struggle against the the better competition. And I think right now for Washington, where they are with the amount of injuries that they are dealing with, I think this is a game where they can go out and get a W here. So I'll, I'll lean with the Wash, sorry, the Chicago Bulls here at minus two and a half. I know they're going to be on a back-to-back night, but again, it's important for them right now to kind of uh, pile up these wins and stay out of that play-in tournament. Um, any thoughts on the total here, Zach, at two twenty-four and a half? I, I kind of, I, I will say, I mean, I, I watched some of this Wizards, uh, Wizards Warriors game last night that went to one twenty-three, one fifteen. So I guess a, a two thirty-eight on the total. It definitely, I think Washington, they didn't miss it. They, yeah, they shot 58% on threes. They made 16 threes in that game. I think maybe um, you're going to see a little regression there. I don't know if that's kind of their, their true type of offensive output. Uh, so I'll lean under the 224 and a half here, especially with the Bulls coming down the second night of back-to-back. This does kind of feel like a game to me, kind of like you're alluding to, where we get into the fourth quarter and it's like, okay, DeMar DeRozan gets that necessary win in the, in the playoff standings or something like that. But, um, yeah, I'll go under 224 and a half. Yeah, especially being on a back-to-back situation. I mean, I think that's going to have to come down to defense for the Chicago Bulls, and I think that the the the, the defensive rating and the intensity has kind of changed ever since they got AC back. I mean, when you didn't have Lonzo Ball and AC for a majority of the season due to injuries, those two guys are pretty much your best defenders. And getting AC back, I think that's big for them. But I, I think that, yeah, I'm leaning towards the under in this game as well. Um, anything else for this game, Zach? Uh, no, uh, d- definitely, uh, 
this is an ultimate like five game slate where we have this one. I think that the next game we're going to get to is a star study game, but yeah, some, some intriguing games here are going to be a good night for the league pass remote kind of flip around, check in on young players, you know, see who's playing well. Yeah, definitely. Let's get over to this next game. It probably the game of the night. We're all looking forward to the Milwaukee bucks headed to Philly to take on the Sixers where the Sixers have opened up as a two and a half point home favorite that uh, total it, sorry, the total opens up at 227 and a half. Checking the injury report for both of these squads. Pretty clean for both teams here. Uh, only Giannis is listed on the injury report, but he is officially probable in this game. And for the Philadelphia 76ers, pretty clean. Uh, nobody of significance on their injury report. So we should have both healthy squads here. Uh, Zach, let's start with the side here, man. Sixers on their home floor, favored by two and a half against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I'm Bucks all day here. Um, yeah. And uh, coming in, catching points here. I think they're just the, – the Philly thing right now, it's interesting. I mean, they're kind of – I feel like they had that supreme excitement coming off of uh, of the initial trade, kind of went down a little bit quietly. I mean, they've, they've still been playing well. They they played well in that game in Phoenix, you know, lost lost it in the, late in the game. But part of that, you know, they had the, the double L.A. wins, the win against Miami um, without without a bunch of their players. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, they've been solid. Um, but to me, Milwaukee is just the the superior team here, and they're kind of catching their stride right now, especially on the offensive end. This offense does look really potent. Um, you know, lo- lost to the Grizzlies last night. But other than that, it's been really, really just consistently good uh, for the last couple weeks here. Um, and – Coming in, catching points, I probably would have put this close to a pick So if you want to look for like a buy point type situation, sure. that would be that for me. Um, th- these teams, I remember that match- matchup right before the Harden trade got pulled off and Bede went out for like 40 on Milwaukee's home court. That was without Brooke Lopez in the lineup. Uh, that was, you know, Bobby Portis starting in that situation. Um, so, you know, I think maybe you look at some people looking at the the Bucks getting blown out by 25 uh, in Memphis. There, no Drew Holiday in that game. Uh, he should be good for this one against Philly. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Um, so two two and a half point underdogs for me to start a slate. Yeah, sharp sharp stuff from uh, Zach going with the underdogs here. But yeah, I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. Uh, I'm agreeing with you about the Bucks here. I think that this is a uh, big game for, or obviously most of these teams were there. You know, in that three and four spot, half a game out of that first place, but. Um, you know, Milwaukee, I think that they can go in into this into the Philly and, and kind of get the victory. And I think Sixers haven't played I, I, maybe the greatest competition. Uh, you know, they beat the two L.A. teams. You know, I don't know how much you can take away from that. They lost the Phoenix by 10. Um, that, that That's the best team in the NBA right now. They lost the Raptors um, a while back. Um, I think that was a game where James Harden did not. Actually, both Embiid and Harden were out there. So we're kind of stepping up in competition here. Philly, um, especially James Harden, kind of caves here. And and I've seen that as a Rockets fan when he plays, you know, better competition in the NBA that he doesn't show up. And I think this might be a game where Milwaukee comes into their building and lets them know, hey, we're the defending champions. The road still goes through us. I don't care if you have Joel Embiid and James Harden on your roster. We're still the NBA champion. So um, I will take that plus two and a half with you as well. Obviously going to be on the money line as well. Um, I think our buy buy price is probably around that pick them, like you said, right, Zach? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on the total here at uh, 227.5? I'm going to lean over here. I think these teams are both kind of potent offensively. Yeah. Um, about that time in the season where uh, these teams, you know, start to completely figure it out. And um, yeah, with James Harden on the floor, look for the Bucks to be targeting him with, with, with switches and stuff like that. And then yeah. Joel Embiid should still have a great game in this one. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm leaning towards the over in this game as well at over 227.5. Probably my number would be up to 229.5. After 230, I think I would probably stay away from that total if you are going to bet the uh, over in this game. Uh, Zach, let's get over to the next game, man. We just talked about this team, the LA Lakers, headed to Texas to take on the Dallas Mavericks, where the Mavericks have opened up as a 11.5 point favorite. Uh, total opened up at 218.5. Obviously, we talked about it earlier. No LeBron James. Uh, or he's actually listed doubtful. Don't think that he will play. Anthony Davis has been upgraded to doubtful, but I don't think he'll play either. Um, so the two best players for the Lakers not on this um, or playing in this game against the Dallas Mavericks. Zach, let's start with the side here. Dallas Mavericks, I'm sorry, I didn't go to their injury report, but um, pretty clean for them. Luca, the usual guys are going to be out there against the Lakers. So 11 and a half here for the Dallas Mavericks hosting the LA Lakers, Zach. Yeah, with I mean, I think with the Lakers kind of so down injury wise, I want to lean towards Dallas here with the eleven and a half. I mean, this is this is basically like a it's a situation where it's a, a beat up roster. It's kind of the, the type of thing you normally see late in the season, but not with a team like the Lakers, right? It's like you might as well replace LA with Houston here or something like that, or yeah. the Pistons. Like the, the game we're going to see after that. So, I mean, I think if you like the Lakers, maybe like take him in the first quarter or something, like hoping that the Mavericks are sleeping and the Lakers come out like motivated to try to get this one uh, to stay in that play-in spot. So mm-hmm. I could kind of see the Mavs being maybe a team maybe look at live uh, later in the game, but they're kind of a wagon I don't want to get in front of right now. Um, you know, beat the Jazz by 14 last night. No Rudy there, but they're kind of locked in. You know, they had a, a – Nineteen point win over Houston in the game before that. Uh, you know, pl- had a tougher schedule prior, um, but I think they had the capability to kind of just beat a bad team to sleep over the course of forty eight minutes. So I will go with the, with the the Mavericks uh, minus eleven and a half here, um, but probably not my favorite game on the slate with a, the number that's big. Yeah, I mean, lean obviously with the uh, Mavericks here as well. I, I think that you know, obviously, when you don't have LeBron and Anthony Davis, you're really, really relying on Russell Westbrook then. And guys like Malik Monk and Dwight Howard. Forgot about that guy. Yeah, to uh, <laughs> try, try to carry you to a victory against Dallas. And Dallas right now, just playing on a whole nother level, um, you know, behind Luka. Um, trying to see where their net rating has been over the past couple games here uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, let me filter this down to the last five. Um, it's been good. Yeah, they are number six or tied for number six. Uh in the league as far as their, I'm sorry, their, yeah, their net rating has fallen a little bit down to 18, but you know, this Lakers team has been atrocious defensively. They haven't been playing well, but um, yeah, I'll lean, not going to bet it, but leaning towards Dallas minus 11 and a half uh, in this game. Total Zach, I'm, I'm leaning towards the under in this game. I think Dallas maybe clamps down on defense and maybe Lakers don't have enough offensively to put up enough points. So I'm leaning towards the under thoughts on the total here. Yeah. I'll lean to the under as well. All right. Let's get over to the next game. Uh, I won't be surprised if Zach is not at this game, but we have the Detroit Pistons headed to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. But the Nets have opened up as a 12 and a half point favorites here with a total of 230. Uh, Checking the injury report for both of these teams for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Pretty much everybody that's been playing is out there. Uh, For the Detroit Pistons, we know about Hamadou Diallo being out. Jeremy Grant is going to be out for this game as well. Um, Saban Lee, Isaiah Livers, uh, and Chris Smith also out for the Detroit Pistons. But Zach, let's start with the side here. Minus 12 and a half for the Brooklyn Nets hosting the Detroit Pistons. Oh man, I, I 
I don't I don't know why, but I, I love the Pistons in this spot. You're right. I'm surprised I'm not going to this game. Also, uh, <laughs> I I will be hitting the uh, the NIT semifinals tomorrow oh, night at the go. Garden. So that should be that should be uh, interesting. I've never been to that before. Uh, the Pistons, like they've just been really competitive recently. I love this yeah. team. Um, I know you 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 got back at me a little troll. I, I was hyping up Cade Cunningham on Twitter. <laughs> um, I just I just I love Cade Cunningham. I love this team, and they have been so competitive recently. I mean, they they haven't been winning, which is like perfect. Again, what we saw from last year. Um, I don't know if you have it up. I mean, how many straight covers this is, but you know, they beat, they beat the Hawks outright at home. Uh, I know they covered this game against the bulls at home. Uh, that was six and a half Celtics Clippers heat beat the magic, uh, lose to the Cavs. They lost to the Blazers at home. That was tough, but like every single game on here is, is, is close and they're tough. And the nets are a team that, as much as I love their ceiling, this is like the exact spot where I kind of want to fade this team. Um, hopefully, the, hopefully that I don't know if uh, you mentioned Isaiah Livers in the injury report. Hopefully, he is back. I actually have really enjoyed him as a as a backup wing for them, kind of playing in that same role that they had uh, that they have with Sadiq Bay in the starting lineup. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is a all day for me. Plus twelve and a half is a. Uh, Looking like my lock, I think they they probably do lose this game by a couple possessions, but keep it close all the way. And I don't think Brooklyn's going to have any interest in in this type of matchup. Right? Like we barely saw them get up for a Hornets game, um, and they're kind of you don't know when they're going to get up. And and to me, the Pistons are are going to come into this game with the, the same effort we've seen from them and keep this within within ten points. Yeah, in the month of March, the Detroit Pistons are ten and four against the spread. Um, yeah. so far this month. And I think this number is a little too inflated um, for the Brooklyn Nets. And, you know, uh, I think you're right that Brook, oh, sorry, the Detroit Pistons probably keep it competitive. But at the end of the day, I think the, the Brooklyn Nets will get this victory because they do need the wins here. But, um, you know, like you mentioned, Detroit has been competitive. They've been playing well. Uh, back to your Isaiah Livers point, he is actually listed out for this game with a uh, concussion. Yeah. But you know, I still think they have enough there uh, with behind Cade and and um, oh, who, the guy that you just mentioned it's slipping my mind here. Uh, Sadiq Bay, I'm sorry, Sadiq, Marvin, <laughs> yeah. Bag- Marvin Bagley's been balling out. I mean that that yeah. trade going back. I mean that looked like kind of a meaningless move at the time. I feel like Marvin Bagley's going to have a future in Detroit with how well he's been playing and good good yeah. chemistry with Cade Cunningham as well. Yeah, and Bagley just needed a fresh start, right? I mean, there's a lot yeah. of frustration for him in Sacramento and him wanting to be out of there for the past couple seasons and finally gets out of there. He's playing well for Detroit, but I think, yeah, they should be able to keep this within the number at plus 12 and a half. Um, but I do think, yeah, the Brooklyn will get the victory here uh, to kind of lean towards the over in this game. I don't see much defense probably being played in this game. I mean, when you have two prolific scores like Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving on this team, I, I do kind of lean towards the over at two thirty. It is a big number, but I, I think that it may get over the total here. Any thoughts on the total there, Zach? Uh, same uh, over all day. I think I may be looking here at a at a Pistons first half money line. Let me see if I can Ooh. get. Let me see if I can find that for you. Probably won't be out till. Yeah, tomorrow. probably won't be out till the 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 the, the full game money line is at plus six hundred. I'm guessing the first half spread's gonna be something you know in the six and a half seven area. Yeah, yeah um, I was gonna say seven. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I will probably for a small play uh, Pistons first half money line. All right, there you go. All right, last game of the night here, Zach. We have the Utah Jazz headed into L.A. to take on the Clippers, where the uh, Utah Jazz have opened up as a very small favorite of minus one um, in L.A. The total has opened up at 215. 
check the injury report for both of the squads. Uh, nothing gets submitted for either, so definitely check um, the injury report. I believe Rudy uh, Gobert did miss the last game for the Utah Jazz. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Um, and and Donovan Mitchell also came up gimpy during that game. He okay. did. He was able to keep playing, uh-huh. um, but it was there was kind of a somewhat of a hoopla on Jazz Twitter last night where. Uh, Andy Larson from the Salt Lake Tribune, he mm. got into a back and forth with Donovan Mitchell on Twitter. I don't know if you want to check that out later, but mm. it was interesting, kind of a sign of the times, a little maybe a little frustration building in Utah. And Donovan Mitchell, I, I would probably put him at questionable for this game just based on how that looked. Okay. Um, yeah, so definitely keep that in mind. Make sure to check the injury report um, for this game as, as they have not been released yet. But um, Zach, minus one for the Utah Jazz in LA, man. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's just tough. Uh, but, you know, the Jazz coming in, they've lost four straight. Like I said, uh, health questions remain. The Clippers are a team that, like, I don't want to give up on. And obviously with Paul George coming back is exciting, but they've lost, uh, what, five straight, six straight here now. Yeah. Uh, you know, including a couple by double digits, got blown out by the Sixers in their last game. Uh, yeah, five straight losses. Going back to their last win was, uh, you know, against Detroit. Uh, Detroit and Washington are the last teams they beat. Uh Basically, in the month of March, the Lakers in Houston haven't really built beat a, a conventionally good team in a while. Yeah, does kind of make me lean to Utah here. I mean, you know, there's not going to be a case based on recent form to make for them, given the four straight losses. But they were competitive in da- in Dallas last night for a while. That game kind of broke open in the second half, and uh, Utah's a team that just needs every win they can get right now. Clippers have that little bit of they had a little bit of cushion where they're at. Doesn't really seem like they have much of a chance to improve or fall in the standings uh barring something drastic four games up on new orleans six and a half games behind minnesota yeah. whereas utah is right in the thick of things um coming off four straight losses going into la a team that they have history with obviously going back to last year that's kind of some of a rivalry um closing out a long tough road trip that it's been for for utah uh, i think they find a way to get it done here very short number um i'm guessing the health plays into that yeah. uh Otherwise, I would probably expect this, you know, closer to the three and a half, four range. So I will um, take the chance with Utah minus one here. Yeah, it almost seems like that the the Clippers are, I don't want to say locked in, but it's pretty close to them being locked in at that at number eight spot uh, in the Western Conference kind of playing uh, for that. It looks like it's going to be a, probably a matchup between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Clippers um, in that eight uh, for that uh, seventh seed uh, in the in the playoff picture in the Western Conference. But yeah, I think if Donovan Mitchell is able to go in this game, I'll lean with the Utah uh, with the Utah Jazz. I mean, uh, the Clippers defensively have not been very good over their last three games, or especially over their their losing streak here. I mean, last three games they've given up 120 plus points um, in three straight games, and four of the last five they've given up 120 plus. So until I see improvements on the defense side of the basketball, uh, these two teams did match up on March 18th, where Utah blew them out of the water, 121 uh, 92 and a 29 point victory there. So um, I will be checking the injury report, but as, as far as, you know, since we are picking every game here, I, I will lean with the Utah Jazz, but I'm not going to lock anything in until I see the injury report and the status of Donovan Mitchell, and maybe Rudy Gobert is back for this game uh, for the Utah Jazz. Um, any thoughts on the total here, um, Zach, um, 215? Uh, yeah, I lean over here. I mean, uh, Jazz offense has kind of slowed down a bit as of late, but mm-hmm. – uh, I don't really consider that to be. I, I think this is a, kind of a low to, low spot here at two fifteen. Uh, I'll go over here. 
Yeah, especially with the way the Clippers have been playing defense. Over the last five games, they are ranked number 28 in defensive rating in the entire okay. NBA. So, um, yeah, a uh, uh, little conservative number at 215, but yeah, I would agree with you on that over. All right, Zach, let's take one last break here, bud. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up with our lock and dog for the night. And then uh, any final thoughts? There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sports. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $25,000 with one entry. That's right, $25,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The final four is set, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. The last two weeks, PropSwappers have been making thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. Then after you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Patrick from New York, who sold a 1,035-1 Houston championship ticket for $6,000 on PropSwap before their Elite 8 game. Patrick turned $1,000 into $6,000 guaranteed, and the buyer got the best odds in the country. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and a red hot ticket, red hot tickets for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit match up to $500 only when you use promo code SGP on your first deposit. So again, a first deposit cash match, use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports better on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our lock and dog for the night. Zach, I'll give you the floor first, man. Uh, what do you got for this Tuesday night schedule? Uh, I'm debating whether to make uh, Milwaukee my lock and the Pistons my dog, or or vice Ooh. versa. I think I, I think I'm going to be the 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 sane person I am here. My you know my experience <laughs> going to go with the Pistons plus twelve and a half as my lock. Okay. And the Bucks plus one twenty as my dog. Do also like that Pistons first half money line uh, money line throw. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this slate. Pistons Nets going to be one that you know I, I would lo- I will be eager to catch up on uh, after seeing some of these college games tomorrow night. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for Dak, he are, he is taking the Pistons plus twelve and a half as his lock, and the Bucks. Plus two and a half, uh, also on the money line there against the Philadelphia 76ers on this Tuesday night schedule. For me, um, for my lock, I'm going to fall for the trap, man. I'm going to take the Bulls minus two and a half, buy it up to minus three and a half. 
Uh, within two possessions, I think that the Bulls can get this done against the uh, Washington Wizards. They, they, they need the victories, especially where they are in the Eastern Conference. I will take the Bulls minus two and a half up to minus three and a half as my lock. Um, for my dog, um, Zach, we're two, in, we're two for two on our dogs when we've agreed on it. So I'm gonna take with the, I'm gonna take the Bucks two here. Uh, let's go oh. plus yeah plus two and a half plus one twenty on the money line for the Bucks. I think they go in there and make a statement against this Philly team. And you know I've seen this movie before with James Harden when it's when against when it's against better competition, he folds. He doesn't have a great game. So I think that the Bucks should be able to take advantage of that against the Sixers team. So, wow. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the uh, Bucks plus one twenty on the money line with you. So we're we're two for two when we've we've agreed on dogs. Um, over the past couple of weeks here, so let's let's go. For taking he's taking shots at James Harden an hour into the podcast. Oh, I, I did not James see that coming Harden. today. Yeah. I love James <laughs> <Harden>. <laughs> All right, that, that's going to be the show for this Tuesday night uh, or Tuesday night schedule in the NBA. Zach, anything else, man? You want to kind of get off your chest before we get out of here? I I don't know if you've seen the the Jordan Poole handle from last night where he. I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that not like one of the greatest plays? I mean, that was, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I was that, just, that was crazy. Before we came online, I saw a slow-mo bit of that. That was crazy skill work. And then also just now seeing some photo or some video of uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray warming up, not warming up, but, you know, getting shots up with the Denver staff before that game in Charlotte. So on both on the road with the team, um, it doesn't seem like they're coming back. I mean, it, 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 it kind of seems like, Maybe Porter could come back for the playoffs, but Jamal Murray seems like he it might be, you know, a pipe dream to try to get him back. Um, but definitely uh, something to watch kind of as we head down the stretch here with Kawhi and with uh, Porter and Murray. And look, John Moran is not for sure bad, right? Like we we talked about this all year. John Moran's only being reevaluated in two weeks. Uh, yeah, he is not uh, guaranteed to to so. God willing, hopefully we see all these uh, these stars in the playoffs and maybe even more that we weren't expecting. But keep your eye on these uh, Western Conference injuries. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're, we're starting to see a lot of injury news come across for the, at least the games tonight. Uh, we're seeing DeAndre Hunter out for the Hawks. Um, some late scratches. Christian Wood, Eric Gore, and Dennis Schroeder all out tonight for the Rockets. So, you know, when you're betting these games, guys, right now, especially at the juncture of the season, I would probably wait closer to – uh, game time because a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of late scratches and a lot of guys possibly being in as well. So definitely keep that in mind. Um, that's going to bring us to the end of the NBA gambling podcast for this Tuesday night edition. Uh, Terrell and I will be back on Wednesday to break everything down. That's happened over the past two days, as well as break down the Wednesday night schedule, huge schedule in the NBA on Wednesday. So look out for that. Um, Zach, let the people know where they can find you, man. Yeah, get me on Twitter uh, at NBA Zach B, and then uh, in this in the uh, SGPN Slack channel, it's at uh, sg.pn slash Slack. Yep, come join the conversation in our Slack channel. Like Zach said, uh, it's going to start heating up, especially with the playoffs right around the corner. You can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. With that being said, uh, make sure you subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure to follow the Twitter account at SGPN NBA. Um, really supports us. And again, leave us a rating and review if you haven't done so already. Really helps the show grow and climb the charts and, and let the world know that we are the best NBA gambling podcast literally in the world. So uh, we'll be back Tuesday. Look out for that pad. Look out for that pod. Till then, good luck <laughs> <Yeah>. with <laughs> look out for um for those pods. With that being said, good luck with your bets tonight. 
um, and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna.